Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another edition of It's Everything with me, your host, B.B. Sweetbriar. Uh, we are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show, and uh, I'm going to start off by apologizing a little bit for my voice. It's a little on the raspy side, giving you my Demi Moore um, impersonation, and hopefully <laughs> you guys will enjoy that. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of nice to be here. It is our first broadcast. I'm going to now have to say we are, there is an A, or no, a B, a BT before Trump period of our interviews. And now this is our AT after Trump uh, since our new president has been sworn into uh, office um, as of this past Friday. And um, so I don't know if it's going to mean any difference into my show. Chances are absolutely not. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there um, that, you know, we do now have a new leader in, in chief of our nation. Um, and it is Donald Trump. So there, that's enough said on that. I, I'm waiting to get all the, the feedback on how many people actually did not watch. Not how many did, how many did not watch the inauguration. And I'm sure the numbers are all-time low. But we'll probably talk about that next week. How's that? You know, we'll, we'll let all that linger a little bit. And then we'll kind of bring you, go through all the, the madness and the washout and bring you all the real true story. Uh, on that, but we are here, and we are queer, and we've got a whole bunch of um, uh, stuff to, to discuss and to go over with you today with our guests. We've got two wonderful guests, uh, one from Los Angeles today and one from New York, so we're hitting the big cities of, of this country for you today, and our first guest is um, someone we all know, someone we know from television, Queer Eye, for the straight guy fame, um, but I think that's what a lot of people think when they hear of Jay Rodriguez, they think automatically that and they don't realize sometimes without, you know, kind of putting on their thinking cap a little heavily about how much other work he's done and, you know, prevalent on TV on, on various series since the, uh, since the end of Queer Eye, but also a lot of stage work, including Broadway and film. So we're talking multi-purpose or multi-talented, not multi-purpose, multi-talented guy here. And in fact, I'm going to give you a little taste of what we're going to talk about um, in this interview with Jay by playing this live version of his singing during uh, a, a little event that he did. Here is Jay Rodriguez. And let's face it, who is it less fortunate than I? My tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know exactly what they need. And even in your case. <laughs> Though it's the toughest case I've yet to face Don't worry, I'm determined to succeed Follow my lead And yes, indeed, you will be popular You're gonna be popular I'll teach you the proper poise Will you talk to boys? Little ways to flirt and flap oh, I'll show you what shoes to wear How to judge your hair Everything that really counts to be popular I'll help you be popular 
parts fill the slang you've got to know. So let's start, cause you've got an awfully long way to go. Don't be offended by my frank analysis, think of it as personality dialysis. Now that I've chosen to become a pal, a sister and advisor, there's nobody wiser, not when it comes to popular. I know about popular, and with an assist from me to be who you'll be, instead of dreary who you were, well are, there's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, lar, la, la, I remind them on their own behalf, don't wear that. Celebrated heads of state were especially great communicators. Did they have brains or knowledge? Don't make me laugh, don't. They were popular. Please! It's all about popular. It's not about aptitude. It's the way you're viewed, so it's very shrewd to be. Very, very popular, like me. So see, here's the thing. I know I know that this jacket is a little gaudy. It's a little tacky. It's a little Palm Springs. No offense. No offense. I don't know who's got houses there. If you got a pool, invite me. Shit. Um, but listen, it's still got some very magical powers. What it's going to do? We're going to magically transform this guy's outfit into something that's perfectly fine, into something that's perfectly divine. All right? So here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Queer eye fix. Nope. Let's do it one more time. Uh, queer eye dicks. I don't know. I don't know. Here, just have a cock frame for Mox Balls. Here, enjoy. You'll fill you'll fill out Andrew Christian underwear no no time. <sighs> and though you protest your disinterest, I know clandestinely you're gonna grin and bear it to newfound popularity. Jay Rodriguez, you didn't even know, did you? You didn't even know out there, did you? Well, some of you did, but most of you probably like, oh my gosh, that's right. R Jay Rodriguez will be in town on January 30th once again um, to perform during one of uh, Richmond Airmit Aid Foundation's benefits. This time, a very first in this concert series that they're in their concert series. It's called One Night Only Benefit Cabaret, and with uh, Jay is the Finding Neverland uh, cast. We'll be doing a lot of numbers, in, in, including Jay would also be Bruce Valanche, of course we love him, and Kim Nally, the wonderful jazz singer. And they're going to be doing this thing called Broadway Backwards, which means people who are male may be doing songs normally done by females in um, Broadway shows or uh, 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 songs that are just uh, not you know, typecasting or type of uh, typical for that particular person. So it's going to be a little strange and popular, of course, is one of those songs that he did, which kind of fits the ba Broadway backwards, right? I guess so. But anyway, we're going to talk to Jay um, directly uh, more about the show, and I think we have Jay on the line. Hey, it's Jay. How are you? But we're here because you're going to be um, coming back to San Francisco, the place that you love so dearly. This is actually, we should just yes, call this your second home, really. 
point, listen, I'm trying to get me a San Francisco boyfriend so I have a reason to come back and forth more frequently. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. And that's, that work, that'll work for us. But on January 30th, you'll be here uh, once again for the Richmond Airmit um, Aid Foundation, um, one of their wonderful benefits that they, gallows that they do or shows that they do. Yeah. And this one's the and one night. Special. It's the first time. It's the first time they're doing this show. This particular show, show, right. Yeah, like, it's like backwards. It's like, you know, men can sing women's songs and women here you sing men's songs. And it's just kind of, or like, you know, you can sing a song that would be, you know, uh, completely out of type for you, and so that's, I guess, the best, the most fun out of it. And then we have the freaking cast of Finding Neverland. So yeah. I think that's going to be... Probably caliber talent. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, it's, it's it's always a pretty good show with, you know, as far as the cast makeup, because they always seem to bring in some of the, the best, you know, Broadway stars, TV stars, uh, film, all of that. And you've even got Bruce Valanche this time, so that's going to be a hoot. I know... Well, that's the crazy thing, too, is, like, people forget. They're like, oh, just Hollywood Squares. I'm like, girl, do you know that he writes for every major body broad in Hollywood? Right, like, and he's a musician. He writes music. Yeah. Yeah, and this whole, you know, I mean, the, the man, you know, writes for the Oscars. You know? Yeah. It's like, you don't get any better than him. So it's awesome, and obviously he's had a long-standing relationship with the community and been an activist for HIV AIDS forever. So it's kind of just great to have him on board, of course, supporting. Yeah, and this time, too, I know it started probably back in the summer, but officially on a lot of their um, publicity and publications that are going out in PR for uh, Richmond Airmen Aid Foundation is they've added that other arm with the, their connection with the Broadway Cares and the Equity Fights AIDS. Yeah, it's been really great because Broadway Cares has been doing such quality programming in New York forever, mm -hmm. and some of the tours have done some of the concerts, but it's a great fundraiser, right? Because I think people are sometimes um, a little nervous about donating money monthly to a cause they really like because they just feel like they don't have it. But if you incorporate your charitable contributions in a night of entertainment, then I think people are more likely to um, to contribute, and I think that's a really cool way that you can have a night of fun, with you get your squad together or make it a date night and you're also giving back i mean that's i think the win-win for everyone yeah and then when we put the word out about you looking for a boyfriend we can actually kind of <laughs> fill the seats up you know what i mean and put them in, in the right location so that you can see you know and get the true <laughs> visuals better than any app Okay, right. Okay, I'll give you the full rundown on all of that, you know. Uh, and also, this is going to be at Brava Theater, which um, I don't know if you performed there before. I don't think I've ever been there, so this will be a first time for me. Yeah, it's in the Mission. It's a really, it's a real nice theater. Originally, the focus on it was... Um, uh, for women, uh, a, a center for them to have, have their ability to put out their works, their plays, their art, sure. all of those things. But it's definitely expanded way beyond that. And even when uh -huh. we brought um, uh, the uh, the Sylvester musical here from New York, it played there for a month uh, the last two years. So um, uh -huh. it's definitely got the the right uh, technical stuff in place so that it will be you know up to par to what you're used to in as far as performing for for the reef benefits so this should be no different yeah oh well I can't wait like yeah. I'm super excited.
And you, well, this is kind of just taken off from where you just kind of left off with 2016 because you just finished your one-man show in Puerto Vallarta. I did it for three weeks in Puerto Vallarta, which is like gay heaven or gay, you know, slumber camp or whatever. Um, <laughs> it was really fun. And now I'm, I mean, I'm doing it this Sunday here in Los Angeles and then San Diego, February 16th. So for me, it's like this really cool opportunity to kind of, uh, I've been on this theme trip for a while because, you know, I do so much television that I think sometimes I forget that I sing. <laughs> it's just, it's nice to be reminded and certainly in a, in a great, beautiful theater. I don't really get that opportunity that often anymore. It's mostly cabaret houses, and, and that's great. But, you know, the Richmond Army A Foundation, they get these great venues. It's such... Oh, there, there we go. I just love talking to you about all that wonderful stuff that you're doing. We're going to take a quick break, though, and then we're going to come back with Jai Rodriguez, who's going to tell us a little bit more about him performing in his one-man show and why he doesn't do more of that. And then we'll be right back after these messages. The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marga Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boyes came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face with today's thought leaders. Welcome back. Welcome back from the break to our wonderful show, It's Everything With Me. Your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar, once again. We are the weekly Sunday segment of the Michelle Meow Show. And we have Jay Rodriguez on the line to whom we're talking about his upcoming date on January 30th with the Richmond Airmen Aid Fund benefit um, called Broadway Backwards. But we've also been talking about his one-man show that he just came from Puerto Vallarta about. And I had assumed, I thought it was very shocking that you don't do more of the one-man show right. with all of your well-rounded talent. Yeah, I thought, yeah, like I thought that it wouldn't work on the West Coast. And then I found that if, as long as I just was honest, used my brand of comedy to tell my story um, and find the funny and stuff, that people really took a liking to it, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I was this kid in New York who developed his own name at this one club called Excel, and it was a... Uh, 
called Twisted Cabaret Mondays, and I was doing uh, a night that was a popular night that generally was at this venue only singing drag queens and Broadway female divas, and they they tried to convince me a male singer will not pack a club out, and I proved them wrong. Wow. Wow, that was a that was a big aha moment for me because I figured as long as the content is good, you could do whatever you want. Right. So I love to throw on some 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 a lash and some glitter every now and again. But I was just as a guy, I wanted to be able to share my story in that way, and I always keep it funny. There's always a lot of heart, um, but it's just about my my journey, and so. You know, bringing it back to Richmond Hermit, it's like also great to play. And then these shows that I, I do with them always get me a little bit out of my comfort zone, being something that I normally, you know, wouldn't have the chance to or both to. And, and, and it's just such a great uh, opportunity. And you're giving back. It's like a, it's a, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. It really is. And um, and you, you do that, you know, time and time and again. I mean... Really, my connection of knowing you has really been through your giving back and all the things that you do. You do it year in well, and year out. And I know that. Well, you know what it's like as a performer. Mm-hmm. It's like we have so many friends uh, in this industry who rely uh, on 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 our help. We are a community, and I feel a sense of responsibility to take care of each other. And so, if people call and say, "Hey, we want you to come do this benefit," uh, yeah, that's my purpose in life. I I I. I Live, I think, a, um, a life that I feel is is rich and and, and full of love, and I I want to give back. I mean, I think part of growing up super religious was um, maybe what inspired that. I mean, I remember growing up on after church, we'd go see the homeless every Sunday. So it wasn't it was just a part of my life, and it was not until I got older that I realized that not every family did that. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, uh, and then, of course, when I was 16, my aunt and my cousin um, revealed to us that they were HIV positive and, and at that point, dying of full-blown AIDS. Mm-hmm. And it was a time where certainly that was a death sentence, that we didn't know what medications were working and how. And, and so then to watch them go through that experience, and then a year and a half later to be playing an HIV positive drag queen on Broadway for five years of... Uh, fucking course if someone calls and says we have this case benefit we want you to participate in yeah i'm going to be there yeah 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 and and now that uh they also even do so much more with um you know with the money that they raise i know it's primarily for AIDS and hiv uh service organizations that they give back to but they've now even brought it to you know why they dropped the s and now it's just called AIDS. Yep. um do you know to even do more giving yeah and and i like that too and and, and as you know, we grow older as a community. There are going to be other issues we need to also address as well, and in other focus. And I love that they're keeping their, their, their I love that they're keeping their services open to that. You know, away mm-hmm. with medication and, and treatment and prevention, but we still have um, this financial burden that hangs over all of that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the fact that we can have these great uh, nights to kind of, you know, celebrate. Uh, our, you know, our love for the arts, or whatever it is, it's just kind of a, it's a great thing, and all the money goes to such a great cause. Yeah. Well, I just want to remind everybody um, that um, Jay Rodriguez will be on January 30th 
performing once again um, for the Richmond Airmen Aid Foundation benefit. But the first time they're doing the one night only benefit cabaret with Finding Neverland cast and special guests, which include not only Jay, but Bruce Valanche and the wonderful Kim Nally. Um, but before I let you go, honey, I've got it. You know, we've, we're entering this new unknown, this uncertainty with our new presidential administration and you being the performer that you are and the well-rounded performer you are as we mentioned earlier in our conversation that you get asked all the time by different groups and organizations to give up your time or paid or non-paid but to represent by performing and uh, last week we had one of our wonderful divas Jennifer Holliday be approached by the Trump um, uh, group to perform um, in one of the inaugural um, programs or shows and uh, initially it seemed as if she did um, accept to do that but then after all the backlash that came from that um, rescinded her um, you know her, um, her 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 yay to do so and um, yeah. and you know and that's difficult because I know her and I, you know, and I know she knows the LGBTQ community has supported her for so many yeah. years and pretty much put her, you know, being able to continue to perform um, as long as she yeah. has. And, you know, what, yeah. you, having that being said, in, in, have you been in a situation like that or what would you do if something like that came up for you? Yeah, I think it's so hard because I believe uh, she wrote this great statement afterwards that people were even being shady about that. But I will say, you know, part of part of being an ally and having a career that's been built off the backs of the LGBT community is understanding issues that matter to them and that affect them in my mind. Mm-hmm. So um, I um, I'm mindful of the jobs I take. However, one this summer I was in San Francisco hosting an event, and I was on stage. It was the end of the night, and the organizer, or rather the president, not the organizer, the president of the organization. I I had been told that the organization, but it was a charity, and I didn't hear anything off-putting. Everything sounded great the whole evening. And then on stage, um, before the night was done. As he was sort of giving his, you know, metaphorical benediction, just kind of ending the night, he threw in this one thing, which I thought was so bizarre. And he said, you know, I know we've heard a lot this year about black lives matter, but don't all lives matter? And he got this massive oration. I looked around the room and I was like, ooh, wait a minute. I'm the only person of color in this ballroom of 1500. And, and the reason why that bugged me is because I believe that, yes, all lives should matter equally. Mm-hmm. But the whole purpose of the Black Lives Matter movement is to show the injustices and the inequality. And mm-hmm. so I found myself on stage appearing like I agreed with this man, which I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not agree. I don't like that all lives matter thing because that's understood. That's implied. What mm-hmm. we're saying is all lives should matter equally. Um, and so I think it, which I've, I've never, I don't know, listen, that paycheck that Trump organization offered Jennifer Hudson was probably mighty fat, you know? I can't imagine that she was doing it for nothing, um, so, uh, or just to say she did it, uh, you know, I mean, maybe, but I will say that uh, for anyone who makes money um, by you know, performing in front of the LGBTQ community is important to make sure that you 
you are on the right side of history and um, standing with the people who stand with you. Yeah. And I, I just, I guess, you know, and I, you, you made note of it that, you know, she did um, make an apology and a formal statement yeah. that kind of explained where her mind was when she decided sure. to originally do it. But one of the statements that just blew me a little bit away was the fact that she felt that she was really unaware that right. that her decision to perform would affect the LGBT community in any way. And I'm just thinking that yeah, I just can't see that. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, unless you're under a rock and not listening to news and following all of that, you can't not know that, you know, so many groups, not just us, so many groups are in, in fear of what the future holds. And, um, yeah, I will say, listen, I mean, Trump was on Queer Eye. We did an episode with him. Um, I got, uh, I, ha- I actually was quite a fan. I liked him. I, people were like, I'm such a dick this is at that time. And mm-hmm. I remember saying, oh my God, no, I like, I, I liked him. I had a great experience with him. And so when he was running for president, I was oddly shocked when he ran as a Republican. And then as things started unfolding and unfolding and unfolding, and he started saying and doing things that I thought were so heartbreaking because I was like, here is this person with this massive platform. And I felt like he was making a lot of wrong decisions and saying and doing things that were really um, misogynistic or just bringing people into his cabinet that were uh, openly anti-LGBT, and, and it was frustrating. And I found this big wave of people just saying, give him a chance. Well, I feel like he's had a chance. He has his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what we can do as a society, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, is take some words from Ellen. And every at the end of every episode, she said, be kind to one another. And we're going to go through a really difficult time in the first, you know, God knows how long of getting adjusted to this new administration, but uh, we have to stay vigilant on the issues that matter to us, and we have to try to be kind to each other because, I mean, we have to share this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have to live with each other. So That's correct. We have to figure it out and uh, and stand up for the things you disagree with. I don't believe in rolling over and staying silent uh, mm-hmm. on issues that matter to us as a community. Well, here, here to that, and um, you know, continue. Continue doing what you do because you do matter and make a difference for so many people and, you know, particularly people of color to, you know, see you living a dream that so many of us want to live and being able to to be in our homes on television or being in the theater uh, on film or on stage is, you know, always rewarding for us to know that it can be done. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I never thought that. Um, being a part of Queer Eye, the first all-gay cast in network history, would, um, that we, you know, at that time, I thought we had overcome so much. Mm-hmm. We were done. I didn't realize that we would be where we are today and still fighting the fight, but I am still here, loud and proud, and I am going to be uh, fighting for the cause that matter alongside you and, and all our other brothers and sisters in our community, because this is our community, it's our lives, and we deserve to have uh, equality in any way that that word is defined. Yeah. Well, I'll be very happy to see you when you're here on the 30th. I'll be here in the audience. And um, thank you so much for your time today. Of course, honey. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. 
And that's r- that is our guest for the first half, Jay Rodriguez, who will be here performing on January 30th here in San Francisco at the Bravo Theater for the Richmond Airmen Aid Foundation's um, Broadway Backwards show that features uh, Finding Neverland and uh, Bruce Valanche and uh, so many other people, including Jay Rodriguez. So please, if you need tickets, go to www.reaf.org. Org. And we'll be right back after this message with our next guest. We'll be right back. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. Love that you guys always, like, stay through the break. And, you know, it's always some good information you get during the breaks here. But, of course, we are the weekly Sunday edition of the Michelle Meow Show. And, um, you know, I have to apologize once again for my voice, giving you my best Demi Moore impersonation right now <laughs> uh, with my little throaty sound here. But last weekend was MLK weekend, and honey, I was out and about doing my thing and, you know, rec- giving my recognition to the man, Martin Luther King Jr. And then last night I was performing in Los Angeles uh, or in Long Beach. And so, you know, it's been a little bit a little bit of strain on the voice here, but, you know, the show must go on. So I'm really glad that you're with us, and hopefully you can bear through, you know, my husky voice. But we just got through speaking with Jay Rodriguez, of course, the wonderful TV, film, and Broadway star that he is, and his upcoming visit to San Francisco on January 30th. And I'm going to continue to stay into that entertainment mode for you guys today with my next guest, who 
is, you know, a lot of people remember her as a professional dancer and her time spent with the wonderful Wigstock show back in New York back in the day, you know. But as we have all evolved, this diva has evolved as well and gone on to some many great things, including she has her own talk show on her YouTube channel that has just been going gangbusters and has entered its second season just recently. And so I thought y'all needed to come and speak to my sister back there in New York, Miss Lena Bradford, and I think we got her on the line. How you doing, doll? I'm very well. How are you? I'm fine. Speaking about doll, it's in the dollhouse with Lena is is the name of the show that you do now on YouTube, correct? Hello, Lena? Yes, I'm uh, sorry, I lost you for a second. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we got you back now, right? We're going to put some little magic on this phone here. I heard you. And you know what I love about this show, Lena, is that, number one, it's in your home. You film this in your home. And all, and when we say dollhouse, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking uh, a Barbie aficionado here going here because you have, how much, what, 600, 700 dolls that are? Well, the last time I counted, it was like over 600. And I devoted um, one room into our townhouse just strictly for my Barbies, you know, and I've been collecting since the age of four. And, you know, I, it's funny because I've been spinning for the last 20 years. Yeah, as a DJ, yeah. I said to myself, you know, um, at the end of last year when I left my uh, 10-year residency out in Fire Island, I knew that it was time for me to go to the next level. I've always had this alarm clock in me that always knew when to go to the next place in my in my mm-hmm. life spiritually, and then that takes me to everywhere else in every other direction. So um, I took the winter off, and I thought, Okay, let's see where it is that I'm supposed to go. And I'd always known that I wanted to do some type of talk show of some sort. And I always mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to incorporate my Barbies. So I took the winter off and I let it speak to me. And Shazam, here we are now in season two. There you go. Okay. And and over your tenure of your you know, of your, your entertainment career, you know, like I said. Well, you know, I mean, for, uh, performing, that was 20 years and then um, uh, – and then twenty years of and uh, twenty years of DJing, so it's been a long swirl of a lot. Girl, you're only fifteen. How are you gonna have to? Okay. Like how you got all this time going? To... But during the course of all that, you you know you've been in contact with some phenomenal people, which you know having the yeah same um, essence. So, you know, energies are brought together regardless of what you do. And at the end of the day, we all sit on the toilet and shouldn't pay bills. Okay. <laughs> about the good energy that brings you together. So nobody's bigger or better than anybody else. Yeah, but that just gives you the access to, you know, because, I mean, in, in season one, you've had some great some great um, people and guests on here. Yeah. Justin Vivian Bond, Carson Kressley. I love... Um, Madison, uh, I mean, yeah, you just have some great people. And these are probably people that you you know personally you 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 pick up the phone and say girl come on do my show you know that type well, of thing. Know, I, I, at the end of the day, for me, sweetheart. By the way, I love the raspiness in your voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little raspy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that for me? I always I, I said to myself, and this is also a testament of just who I am as a person. I wanted the show to be every essence of who I am from, you know, my intellect to my goofiness to everything. Therefore, everyone who I wanted to be incorporated on the show, regardless of what they do, they have to be an interesting person and have good energy. So it doesn't matter that they happen to do what it is, whatever it is that they do, you know, Mm -hmm. they have to have that essence. So uh, they just happen to have an essence that people, people knows what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. So 
that's what the first thing is to me is if we have a connection and, and if your connection is positive, that's where we go from there. Yeah. And on the show, not only are you just, you know, doing your, your uh, typical, I guess, one-on-one interview process, but you also incorporate some kind of unique games, I, I guess we can call it, or unique, <laughs> the, 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 the sourcing in which you use to bring out some stuff in your peoples, you know what I mean? Well, you know, I've always found that laughter is a great way of getting people out of their shell. I mean, that's what's been my whole uh, allure to people is that, you know, regardless if somebody doesn't understand anything, they're going to understand love, light, and humor. And so that's what this show comes together with, and we certainly could use a big dose of it right now. Oh, oh girl, don't you, what, you know. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to have Lena on the show because on this day, because it's going to be so much going on as far as our new president and all that good stuff. And I'm just going to stay away from that. And then here you go. Here you go. Bring it up some sadness now. But, you know, it's really true. And I know that, you know, as you go through your season, this season two, that probably is going to come up a lot. And, and like I keep telling people, and I don't know how how you think about this, but, you know, it's always been these types of uncertain times or times when our civil rights come into question or human rights come into question where the arts community kind of comes out. Yeah, and it's this new renaissance, kind of like what, what Meryl Streep said in her Golden Globe speech about Carrie Fisher telling you, you know, take your heartbreak and turn it into art. Honey, we're going to have a lot of heartbreak going into art this, you know, next four years. It's so true. I have always found, I mean, in, in every recession that it is that I've been a part of, I've always seen people come together more, the community. And I think that most importantly, what's happening right now is a great uh, way for the new school generation to get out of their self-centered ways of being adapted with their head deep into a phone and realize that everything that it is that your brothers and sisters did beforehand, we did for you and made this possible for you. But they only know the entitlement of what it is that they have. They don't Mm -hmm. know the hardships that came behind it. And this is not a read or a dig. This is now going to show them that, guess what? You've got to step up, and you've got to make this happen now. So it's actually really good for um, uh, the the youngsters to be able to experience some type of hardship within this, and that it's not just all given to you and not just possible because we made it that way. And we we tired. I don't know about you, honey. I am like... you, you, this also shows us that, you know what, you should always have one eye open and don't sleep. Oh, honey, you need to be woke. <laughs> you need to be woke because if you ain't woke, this is definitely going to wake you up. Now, on the show, do you actually, you know, I know, it's, again, and I watched the season one, you had about eight episodes um, yeah. on that. Is that going to be about the same amount of episodes this coming, uh, this season? Uh, nine episodes on this season mm-hmm. um, and, um, we uh, just obviously uh, debuted the first one with my sister. Yeah, the wonderful uh, Candace. So, I love oh, it. Oh, yes, my baby. And then, then um, uh, the second uh, episode airs Thursday. They're every Thursday. So right now we're all the way up to March, and then we start shooting season three, the middle to end of February. Do you find that being on, you know, creating your own type of, everybody's on the Internet, you know, the, every home usually ha- has some kind of apparatus where they can get the internet and they can watch whether on their phone or, you know, the old-fashioned way, landline and all that kind of good stuff. But do you find that you doing your show on, you know, a YouTube channel, which has definitely broadened 
uh, a lot over the last few years as far as what you can actually do and how you yeah. can actually reach your audience. Is this, you know, the best uh, uh, medium for you to, to do your show and to reach the maximum amount of people for you? Is this what you're finding? Well, you know, i got to tell you, and that's a good question, because I ha had only ever done movies before. TV and me were always um, strangers, and I liked it like that. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, when I was putting this show together, I, and, and it had gotten out, and I had been reached by some other publications that are like, you know what, let's do this with Lena. This would be amazing. And I thought to myself, I don't want this dream to be over before it even begins. Therefore, I'm going to finance it, and I'm going to do it myself. So now I have people wanting to pick it up, and I want to make certain that I take the time so that I know that it's going to go into the right hands and it's going to be done correctly because uh, as I do have an amazing team behind me, uh, an amazing director, I'm the producer of my show. It's my vision, and it's not in a selfish way, but it's just that I know thing and that it, it is my name and it is my baby, and I feel that I'm giving it the most essence of Lena that it, anyone could do. No one else can try to... Uh, take this uh, animal and tame it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that because I'm going to have two to three um, seasons under my belt, that where it goes, it will already be solidified and dipped in chocolate and ready. Mm. It's basically gold handed to anyone who it is that I decide to collaborate with. Yeah. Now, on the beginning of the show, you have a wonderful... Um, track, uh, you know, your Oh, intro. my girl, Joy Cardwell. I was going to ask you, I, you, I was going to give you some credit. Go, girl, that's you blowing up up on there. But who's doing that now? <laughs> I love your southern twang. But you know, I'm like, I like girl, the girl is also a, a singer too. I didn't, I didn't know now. So now who's that on the track? Those bitch tracks. Okay. <laughs> hey, those you know, those are. DJ for twenty years. I think I know some people. You okay. Know? Yeah. Real. And those and those bitch tracks are coming back. What you talking about? Yes, they okay. Are Everything old is new again. You know. Yeah, but that now. Do you do you ever plan on doing anything like that on the show? Because that's another thing that I want to say to to people out there about the show. These are not, you know, two hour, uh, lengthy. No humdrum this is a hit it and quit it you can get in you know on yeah. your coffee break and we cover and we cover a lot in the 10 to 7 minutes or how, 10 to 15 minutes is stretching it you know that's the longest i think that uh, an episode was you know what it means is because you know the attention span of people these i days, do you know and i also and you know so i love hearing from people like oh my god it needs to be longer you always leave them wanting more so if she does get picked up maybe she's a, a, a half an hour to 45 minutes long but i think right now for the next couple of seasons that happen on my own stay at the terms that uh, they are right now. Yeah. Well, I Wait wonder... Minute, I'm getting something of a FaceTime from someone... Uh, not from me. We, we are not FaceTiming you, honey. It, it is not me, girl. I don't even, I don't even want to ask you the name that's popping up on there because that's some private stuff that we don't want to put on the air. But, oh, my God, my bad. I'm sorry. Okay, but let me tell you something. I want to take a quick break. If you can stay with me for a couple more minutes, I want to take a quick break, and then I want to talk about just name some of the guests that you're going over and all that kind of interesting stuff. Give them a little, tea, it, little taste. You know what I'm saying? Yes, of we'll, we'll be right back after these few messages, so listen in because it's some good stuff for you. We'll be right back. <laughs> I 
I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years, and uh, over the past couple months, I just opened up my club, Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody, and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis. This is kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need to, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people, and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is our last segment, uh, our last, last portion of our show today. It's been so much fun. I've been, I've been having a ball with first guest Jay Rodriguez, and now I'm talking to my girl in New York and in uh, Lena Bradford and her new show, or actually her second season of her current show, In the Dollhouse with Lena on her YouTube channel. And Lena, I am just having a ball with you. Okay, we have Lena back. How are you, girl? I know we took a little break. I'm wonderful. I know, but I'm sure you, do you like those little interludes that we do with that little commercial break? They're kind of cute. Oh, I love them. They're kind of cute. I have them on my show, too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> well, we were getting ready to, you know, we were getting ready to talk about, because you have had so many great guests on your first season and then second season we've already got a couple episodes up we de definitely got candace kane on there just give us a little taste out of the you know who's coming up and you know some of the interesting things you know that you drug out of some folk well you know what i love most importantly um and, and that's again who i am as a person i always make people feel very comfortable mm -hmm. you know so with that being said, you know, with, with the intellect comes the goofiness. So, you know, like you said, we, we play games. We, we just do so many different things. And I feed off of everyone's energy. So it's always really fun to take them from a place of where they normally sit in. That's a comfort zone. And just bring them into the dollhouse and get zany and goofy. So, mm -hmm. you know, for instance, um, my beautiful sister, uh, Janet Mock, you know. I mean, she's oh, love her. Author. Yeah, right? Love it's, her. it's just fun to see her, like, you know, kind of put down the hat of, you know, uh, uh, author and, like, loosen the job. So it's right. interesting and fun, you know. 
Um, we have a great um, uh, array of guests. Let me see. I've got the magical eight balls next to me, sugar. Let me shake it and see. See, see who's on. Put that eight ball. Shake it. Shake it. Well, we know. Well, we know. I ain't on the show. We know that so far. But we gonna have to work on that for season three, girl. We got to work on that for season three, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to talk to your publicist there. <laughs> it's a fun crew coming on on season two. I mean, you're gonna gag. I don't know if you want to know or if you want to be surprised. Well, you know, yeah, maybe we can have them a little bit surprised. I'll I'll give you I'll give you that one uh, on, on that for sure. But one thing I wanted to ask is now are are most of the guests. Um, uh, specific members of the LGBT community, or do you it's, just have a broad a spectrum? Mm-hmm. It's a toss salad because that's my life. I'm not devoted into just one thing. I believe that we're all a uniform together, and we have to march together. So my life has never been structured for one. And I also, you know, I don't like a label placed upon me. I'm right. a label, but I'm not a label. I'm so much dynamic as a woman that I don't want to be um, figurated into one spot. And I've always found that people who like to use labels need that to get that instant gratification of summing you up before they even take the moment to know who you are. So mm-hmm. with that being said, I like to get an array of everyone, of a personality of everything that lives inside of me. So, Well, that one thing that I always say, too, is that, you know, it's almost limiting, those labels also limit the community because yeah. they always make this assumption that we're only, in whatever community you're talking about, that they're only yeah. interested in topics related to that. It's like, honey, I wake up and breathe that air just like you do. I want to know when Safeway prices go up, too. And I, <laughs> I want to know all that stuff, too. It's like it doesn't matter. It's so true. It's so true. I couldn't agree with you more, baby. You know, on all of that. that good. Now, you, because of this show, and you know how it is, every time you do get on a, a medium or a platform, a thing that gives you a platform of everybody to hear. Has that has that put any type of pressure on you as now as a talk show host that you feel no. that you have to use it for something other than the entertainment value and that you know that the show brings? You know, it, I, I love that you asked that question because I have always been that way. So it has been from the get go. So it, it, it is just a continuation on everything that it is that I have continued to be doing, you know, mm-hmm. so no. Okay, good. I've always standed and been correct, and I will do that until the day I go. Great. Now, what what is the actual, now your actual handle on YouTube for the channel is just YouTube.com forward slash In the Dollhouse with Lena. Is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And every Thursday, a new episode is uploaded so that yeah. um, people can get the newest one up there and then, of course, have access to any that have played before. And you can have access, ladies and gentlemen, out there to all of season one currently uh, up on, on the YouTube channel. So that is definitely a given. You are just so much fun. I can... I. <laughs> You know, I can just, you know, well, you know, like I said, season three, you're going to be working on that soon. So, you know, we'll have to uh, get with Jeff Dorda there and, 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 and get me locked up in your, in your show. Um, now I'm in. I we we are broadcast out of San Francisco, you know. But it's of course, yeah. Now, do you ever get a chance to come, you know, out of the? Now, let me tell you now, right now. Even though I know you're in New York and it's probably, uh, you know, below zero somewhere up in there. Uh, I'm not. 
It's warm. It, are you kidding? It is so cold right now here. My we are we look like we are having headphones on with Michelle producing right uh, now tonight, but we actually have earmuffs on. That's what we're doing here in the studio. We're breathing breathing funny. this air. But uh, do you ever make it out here on uh, on the west coast at all? I do. I'm, I'm most most of my stuff is in Europe, but um, I do stay with my sister Candice in LA. So I'm in LA often enough. So I could definitely make a chance to come down and visit you guys. Oh, um, you need to do that. Life. Well, and, and you don't DJ at all anymore. Is that um, what you? No, I do uh, every once in a blue moon. Like I do um, um, a special party that I do monthly called TBS My Throw Black Sunday Classics, which I just did this Sunday, and it's a really fun party that I've been doing for about ten years. So. Um, it's uh, every Sunday, not every Sunday, once a month on a Sunday from 7 to 11. And then um, I, a lot of big stuff that I do in Europe, I go back and forth because my agency is over there. So I, I I do big things as opposed to just little things. And because, well, well, like I said, I've been doing that for 20 years, and I'm just going to the next place in my life. Yeah. I like to keep it special when I do do it. So. And then you can, you know, with your show being out of your house, as, as the people that you know that you want to talk to come from Europe to come over to New York at some time. Yes, they do. You can bring them on to the show. And and, and I do. And the great thing is about it is that, you know, we, we, we plan all of the, um, the times that it is that we tape, and we actually tape, you know, uh, like we usually do eight to nine episodes and we split them up. So one day we'll do six episodes and then the other day we'll do three or four episodes. You and know? then so just get done. One day. But yeah, so everyone knows enough in advance with their schedules that we know that they're going to be flying in on such and such date and we get them locked in, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the way to do it. And you know how it is. Yeah, I know how. Well, like I said, it's been a joy and I I love the offering that you have on, on YouTube. Oh, it's, it, no, it's really, like I said, it, it's fun. It's lighthearted. We see people that we want to see. We get to a chance. Uh, I can't wait to see the interview with Janet because I, I do know her and I do know that she has been involved with interviews before where people make so many assumptions about who yeah. she is and, and whatnot mm -hmm. because of those so-called labels we were talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. so I'm really interested in seeing her in a situation where she gets to let her hair down, so to speak, and just kind of let it flow uh, with you and, and feel real comfortable about that. Because your environment is that. And anybody who lets anybody into their home, regardless if it's for a show, a party, or whatever, <laughs> is already, you know, uh, a comfort zone, hopefully, for, for some people. And it seems like you, you definitely do that. that. Yeah. Baby, thank you for that. And you have that essence and that voice that I just want to hug and kiss and have a cocktail with. <laughs> okay. Oh, girl, we got moments to come. Okay. <laughs> okay, and, and it will definitely happen one day soon, honey. It will definitely happen. Well, I just want to thank you for being on the show. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's In the Dollhouse with Lena. It is a weekly, well, the brand new shows are coming on weekly every Thursday on YouTube. And you need to plug in and get to her right now and see this. And so I want to thank you very much. Um, thank you, baby girl. You're welcome. Thank you. Now, we talked with Jay Rodriguez earlier, and he will be on in here in San Francisco on January 30th. And he will be doing his, his wonderful singing on the Broadway Backwards, that's what it is, Broadway Backwards for the Richmond Airmen benefit um, that they're having at Bravo Theater. And you can get tickets at www.reef, that's R-E-A-F dot org. As a matter of fact, I think before we go out, what we should do, we should just go ahead and play his uh, wonderful 
uh, rendition of Popular, which uh, I don't know if he's going to be doing this in the show, but at least it'll give you an idea how funny and how good of a singer he is and that he will definitely be bringing it, as will all the other guests, including the Finding Neverland cast for that show. But we're going to close with that. And then um, we're just going to see you next week here on It's Everything. I love you guys, and we'll be back uh, next week. So until then, here again is Jai J. Rodriguez. And let's face it, who is it less fortunate than I? My tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what they need. And even in your case. <laughs> Though it's the toughest case I've yet to face. Don't worry, I'm determined to succeed. Follow my lead. And yes, indeed, you will be popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and flap. Oh, I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to shush your hair. Everything that really counts to be popular. I'll help you be popular. You'll hang with the right cohorts. You'll be good at sports. Know the slang you've got to know. So let's start, because you've got an awfully long way to go. Offended by my frank analysis, think of it as personality dialysis. Now that I've chosen to become a palace, sister and advisor, there's nobody wiser, not when it comes to popular. I know about popular, and with an assist from me to be who you'll be, instead of dreary who you were, well, are. There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular. Lar, la, 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 la. When I see depressing creatures with unprepossessing features, I remind them on their own behalf, don't wear that. Celebrated heads of state, or especially great communicators, did they have brains or not? Don't make me laugh, don't. They were popular. Please! It's all about popular. It's not about aptitude. It's the way you're viewed, so it's very shrewd to be very, very popular like me. So see, here's the thing. I know I know that this jacket is a little gaudy. It's a little tacky. Little Palm Springs. No offense. No offense. I don't know who's got houses there. If you got a pool, invite me. Shit. Um, but listen, it's still got some queer magical powers. So what going to do? We're going to magically transform this guy's outfit into something that's perfectly fine, into something that's perfectly divine. All right, so here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Queer eye fix. Nope. Let's do it one more time. Queer eye dicks. I don't know. I don't know. Here, just have a cock frame from Ox Balls. Here, enjoy. You'll fill fit, you'll fit out Andrew Christian underwear and no more time. And though you protest your disinterest, I know clandestinely you're gonna grin and bear it to me about popularity. La, 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 you'll be popular, just not quite.